What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 4, Episode 3 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, just here to talk about games with all you fine, beautiful people out there. Absolutely. And the show wouldn't be a show without Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. We got Trader Joe. What's going on, homie? Not much, man. Uh, just uh, trying to relax this weekend, play some games, buy some games, sell some games. You know, the usual the stuff. The <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Target has a buy two, get one free. It works for pre-order, so a lot of wheels are bending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I heard so about that, and I was like, geez, you know, Target has got no chill with this stuff right now. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that there's going to be options because my Gamers Club unlock uh, expires this year. I don't know which month. Well, good, sir. What you should do, and this is my recommendation for all the listeners out there and for you, too. (laughs) So I know you were reluctant to pre-order on BestBuy.com because I know you love putting your five bucks down and paying in store. If need be, but what you could do with your Gamers Club Unlock before it runs out, you could pre-order everything under the sun, um, bestbuy.com for in-store pickup, and you will still get your discounted price okay. on there. So, and Good it will not know. charge your will not charge your card until the game comes out. So, so as long as you feel comfortable and putting your credit card digits in there, it's worked for me. Doing a lot of the bestbuy.com stuff on there for in-store pickup and been s- totally smooth so even though mine what is it mine what runs, is the last one and what does it end is it different for everybody or is it all one different for everyone yeah it's different for everybody yeah yeah mine's september so i'm not sure when mine expires i'd have to look it up but uh, yeah that's okay i did not know that uh, there's something i'll definitely keep in mind and there is uh, also another little tidbit too is that the right before your um, gamers club unlock expires they will send you out a coupon for 25% off one game, and it will stack with your Gamers Club Unlock if you happen to get a pre-order done before you, it expires. So you could double stack that discount. So, so okay. something, something to look forward to, even though it sucks that's ending. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I know. We'll shed a tear for that. <laughs> I'm a poor 40 out for Best Buy mm-hmm. Gamers Club. That was, oof, that was good. But oh well, it was. It was. I mean, I mean, I, I guess I'm glad that you know spaces like Target are doing two. You know, what is it? Uh, two for one or three Buy for two? Get one free. Yeah, yeah but the okay. thing is, you got to be good. You got to be careful about that, though, because I was watching. Uh, so I watch a lot of the streamers and the and the stuff online, and I, I watch a lot of you know, like I, I listen to podcasts as well, but I do also li- watch on YouTube. Um, what's going on and what they talk about. And one of the things they said is you got to be careful though, because what target did is they did, um, make some of their other games, uh, more they they raised the prices back up to their, to their pre-sale prices. So you just got it. Cause some of those games you can find cheaper uh, elsewhere. And so it's not really real worth that. Some of the new games. So you just got to pay attention to what you're buying. 
Oh yeah, so, no, you're not going to buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey for sixty bucks. You know, you're going to wait. Exactly. So and, I'm just saying, and even but, though it's buy two get one free. Yeah, but yeah, so. that. But having it be a part of the um, with the pre-orders, that's just nuts. But yeah, know, I, they, they I want to stay competitive. I want to pre pre-ordering the new uh, Steinsgate uh, game for PS4, and then I want to pre-ordering for whatever reason. I got the. Um, God, why am I blanking right now? Uh, Metro Exodus for Xbox One and Days Gone for PS4 is what my buy two, get one free was all about. So, Okay. Well, it's definitely good to know. Devil May Cry 5 is on that list too, sir. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I will definitely be looking into that and trying to get, maximize my use of this Gamers Club Unlock before it just disappears. There's, there's, I don't think there's like a a whole, whole lot of games that I want to get. I mean, there's some, uh, there's a lot of games that I'm excited for, but I'm doing the uh, diligent thing and thinking I'm only going to be getting games that I'm actually going to be ready to dive into like right away. Uh, I'm trying to get away from this whole <clears throat> backlog nonsense. Uh, so I'm trying to, sense. trying to discipline myself in that way. It's like I skipped a a few. I mean, they weren't they weren't mega 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 hits at, the, at least in my in my view. But you know, like I wanted to get Ace Combat, I skipped on that. And there were a couple other games that uh, uh, smaller titles that released that I wanted to get. I said, Nah, you know what? I'm not. I'm I'm not ready yet. I'm still digging back in. <laughs> into my backlog so still so trying to keep trying to stay focused on that and that end but uh well speaking of of, speaking hmm? of which uh what you've been playing (laughs) well i was going to start off with desmond uh this round i I typically like to go last because i typically go long so (laughs) so uh des what you've been playing since well well uh Okay, edit because I just had a brain fart. No problem. <laughs> so uh, okay, so let me. So this work we transition into our playlist. Okay, so all right, uh, three. And I haven't even been drinking, so I don't know what the excuse is. <laughs> you so, you you came in from driving. That's what it is. <laughs> so three, two, one. So speaking of backlog, which is in, which is talking about games, uh, we're going to get into our playlist right about now. So Des, why don't you tell the fine folks what's been in your rotation, brother? Yeah, sure. Um, so I have put Destiny Two back on the shelf right now. I had to put it away. You know, it looks beautiful up there. So I'm just like, all right, that's where you're at. So, I'm not playing Destiny right now. What I did play was I played the Anthem demo, the, the, the VIP demo. Not the VIP, the other one, the, the, the full one where everyone could play. I played that, and I played that um, on the PS4 to see what the difference was. And I have to say, I really, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm PS4-centric, but I really enjoyed playing it on the PS4. So, I... Um, I don't know. I, I I went and I changed my pre-order, and so I pre-ordered it uh, for the PS4. I just, you know, I just like that system better. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'll find something to play on my Xbox. I don't know. But 
But that's what happened with that. Um, they said that the uh, demo runs better on PS4, both on the, the regular and the Pro versus the X and the um, regular Xbox One. Uh, so, well, so it, I don't know if it kind of looks better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the regular uh, on the regular Xbox One S, it runs at 900p, where um, on the regular PlayStation 4, it runs at 1080p. So there's a difference in resolution, plus also frame rate as well. So. Well, you could definitely tell. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I had I had some fun with it. I thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. I'm definitely going to buy it. Day one purchase. I already, like I said, I got my pre order. Um, so I will be playing it. Uh, what else am I playing? Well, I booted up Far Cry Five and started playing that that game. <laughs> um, Far Cry Five is an interesting game. I I started playing it and I was like, okay, this is Far Cry. I haven't really played any of the other Far Cry games, so. Well, I played a little bit. I, I should say I played a little bit with um with Joe. Um, four. We played four, right, Joe? Was that the one? Yeah, yeah. They had the option where you were able to invite a friend into the game, and so you basically downloaded the game even though you didn't own it. And yeah, uh, yeah, were able to go in and do some co-op with me for. Yeah, and so we ran away. We we ran away. We ran away. We ran around for a minute and played that. Um, and so I started playing that game, and and it it's been fun. Um. I was spurned. Not spurned, I was. I was. You know, not spurned. But I was. I was kind of like, you know, I want to play this because of the the new dawn uh, stuff that's coming out. Not that I'm going to play New Dawn, but I was just like, okay, what's going on with these games? I was really wanting to to play that series because I, I missed it. You know, I, I missed four. I didn't play Primal, though I have Primal. So I figured, okay, I'll start with five and see what five is up to. And uh, it's been fun, you know, standard, you know, first person. Again, I do not like first person uh, shooters all that much. So it's been a little, you know, adjusting. I played, again, I played Destiny, but but it's not bad. It's bad. The story is just bananas, though, with the, with the cultists and all that stuff. It's just silly. It's just, it's just silly, silly, you know, and, and, and with, you know, you, you know who, you know, making decisions. It's like, you know, <laughs> someone is like, please don't let this be Charles. Anyway. Uh, so it's been interesting. It's been an interesting game. Um, and then I played a whole bunch of other different games as well. I've been still playing Vampire. I played Ruiner, uh, just to see how that game was. Uh, soundtrack was awesome. The game looks great, but I'm just not a twin stick shooter kind of guy. I just, like, I could play it. It seemed fun. It, it's a little bit more slower paced than I was expecting, which is fine, because I, I need that. I don't need, uh, you know, I didn't play it for a ton, so maybe it does get faster, but... But again, I'm not really a, a twin stick shooter kind of person. I'm just not very good at it, you know. So I like to point in one direction and run in that direction. But you know what it is, um, and swivel and all those stuff. So it's just getting used to it. So I might play it some more. Um, and then the game that I actually started playing, which is very interesting, was I actually started playing Diablo three again. Um, they just had a they just redid the se- the season. The new season just opened. So it's a whole bunch of new stuff. They they rebound did a couple of rebalances, I think. So I figured, hey, you know, I never beat this. I never beat the story, and sometimes you just need mindless kind of running around. So you know, I'm rolling a necromancer because I like I like being a minion master. I played witch doctor pretty extensively, pretty extensively uh, before, you know, and so again, Joe likes Joe and I like to play games together, and so we. You know, and then Kev as well. I don't think Kevin got. I don't think you got into Diablo, did you, Kevin? So, a little bit. Yeah. 
So, but again, I was just like, yeah, but I know Joe really likes the game. So Joe was like, hey, let's play it. And I was just, I was just like, no, you know, play, play, um, a Far Cry Five because we have to get to a certain point before we can before we can join up together. So play that game. And he was like, "All right." And so we played it. We played around for a while, but it was just kind of funny watching Joe run around trying to shoot people. And then, okay, so I'm going to tell the story because it was freaking hilarious. So Joe is an interesting person to play a game with, <laughs> especially when it's I don't know. It's like I'm I'm a person that just likes to go out and do the mission, but Joe just likes to fuck around sometimes. So we'll be running around. And he'll be like, I'm going to go do this. And I'm like, okay, it's your game. So I'll fall around and I'll help him out. And it's just like, just, just aimlessly running around. It's just funny. And so we hop on this ATV and we're riding this ATV. And I think he thought, you could, you could definitely chime in on this, Joe. I think he thought that if you ran into someone, you would like run over them like in a car. But it was an ATV. So when we hit the so when we hit the guy, it exploded and killed all of us. So we're like laying there, and I'm like, "What the hell, Joe?" And he's just laughing his ass off. And I'm like, "We're what did you do? What did you do?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" And so so we're sitting there lying, and there's this thing where you can and he had a he had a companion or a follower, and you can kind of hit the X button to kind of call the person over to help you and raise you up, right? So the follower is running over, running over, running over, whatever. He gets me up, right, and then immediately is mauled by a bear. And I'm like, what is going on in this game, right? Like, seriously, on the side of the street, a bear runs up and mauls this guy and mauls me, and I go back down. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I was like, what is going on in this game? This game is dumb. <laughs> and Joe's just sitting there laughing. Just, It was just the silliest oh, the, the thing. The problem is I never even saw the bear. I only saw the bear, like, because, you know, when you die, your body's just laying there, and there's no way to move the camera. And so I, I saw some action kind of go in the background a little bit, but not nothing to where I was, uh, you know, able I to see everything that that's going on. Bear. All I damn saw was bear. a damn bear run up and start and start killing, killing us. And I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> it was just the silliest thing. So yeah, I don't those, know. Those Far Cry games uh, have a lot of crazy randomness that you get a lot of. You know, WTF moments in your in your right? in your play sessions. I was just like, this is bananas. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> it was just silly. Um, but it was fun. It was fun playing playing with Joe and and hanging out and and doing stuff like that. So I I really you know enjoy enjoy those uh, games where we can play together. So that's that's my that's my shtick. You know. Well, I do hope to play Diablo three at some point with you too. So uh, you yeah. probably will, buddy. I know, I know. You know, you probably will. I can, I can almost assure you will. So, <laughs> well, Trader Joe, what's been in your rotation uh, for the last couple of weeks? Uh, some of the usuals, some of the not usuals on there. So, uh, start with the usuals, of course. Uh, Destiny, of course, Destiny two. Uh, you know, last weekend, um, after we recorded the show, I'd been working, trying to get, uh, some forges open. I got, the uh, last forge on Nessus to open up. Still haven't done it. Um, I know you were good to your, what's what you've been playing, Kevin. I know I haven't done the last word quest at all. I've been working on, uh, leveling up my Jade Rabbit in Crucible cause I have to get the, uh, masterwork for it. I Real quick, up the... that last word quest sounds dumb. Like, like it, like it just is. dumb, dumb. It I, is. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, just I had to say that because I was just like, 
What were they thinking? Well, know. we'll have to see. I mean, to me, I know for you two gentlemen, you don't like running Crucible as much or whatnot, but it just, you know, I'm not looking forward to it at the same time. I know it's going to be a slog even for myself, but uh, that all has to do with kill-death ratio on the second portion of that quest on there. So every time you get killed, um, you will have to step back in your percentile as far as to get to the second step of that quest. But it seems like you go down a lot, though. You do. You do. I went in two matches. Well, I'll 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 talk about it when I when I because I got a lot to say about that 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 nonsense. Gotcha. But continue. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, Destiny Two. Still been playing a little bit. Uh, I have actually not played. I played Sunday after I got back from San Francisco and I visited you for your birthday party. Mm -hmm. Desmond and I have not played it since. It's, I've been like one week, one week. I have broken broken the addiction. So, but to Destiny, i yeah. I've not played Destiny in a week now. So, oh wow, you know, yeah. Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm gonna I want do, you to man. be okay, buddy. <laughs> I might fire it up tonight, but we'll see. I, actually, um, well, maybe, maybe. Um, well, the other games I've been playing, basically, we'll talk about, of course, uh, Far Cry 5, of course, since you mentioned it earlier. I love the series, man. I've been I've played Far Cry 4 to its completion on there, um, and I don't know why I just set this game aside. Whatnot. I dabbled in Primal a little bit uh, when it came out, but uh, didn't really mess with it too much on there. But, uh, you know, once you mentioned that you wanted to play Far Cry 5, of course, I got that thing. That thing was already been loaded on my PS4. And so got a chance to go and do the o- opening sequence, at least, on there to be able to open up the first island. There's a first island you have to liberate after being taken uh, by the uh, flock, which in, in the game they call them Peggies, of no, course. Peggies. So. Peggies. So, you know, basically it's just this nondescript, like, religious cult on there. Um, you know, Peggy 18. As- <laughs> yep. You, know, you look all these un- unkempt, you know, people out from the forest, you know, brainwashed people. And, uh, of course, Joseph Seed, who is the um, mastermind of this, there's like this, like, you know, uh, big bases full of like, you know, mind altering drugs. So you could keep these people out and about as far as <laughs> um, brainwashed to no end on there. It's kind of similar to Far Cry 4 because Far Cry 4 have uh, had the protagonist Pagan Men on there and they had the same similar setup in uh thailand where um they had these bases set up the mind numb the uh his troops on there so it's almost like the same setup in a way on that uh, gameplay is very similar too. enjoy it quite a bit like i said just i love sometimes the freeform gameplay like you know running an atv trying to run a, a peggy over and wind up blowing myself up mm-hmm. you know so and, i'll know better me, for buddy. the next time <laughs> and me uh, I've been trying to do a little bit more stealth in the game too, and uh, you know, of course, Desmond is uh, snipering it up. So you know, <laughs> I'm a little further on along than you. So yeah, yeah, I know. A... The, the arrows, the bow and arrow, seems like it works pretty well. So on there to start out with, and I'm just starting to get used to having a companion and, and rolling companions, and you know, having to do that maintenance on there. So. It's basically you just run with the D-pad, hit the D-pad to the left, tell them to go to a particular point on there, and then you are able to like maybe um, point at an enemy and hit a left on the D-pad, and he'll make an attempt. He or she or uh, it, if just in case if it's an animal, <laughs> will make the uh, 
attack to the uh, particular enemy on there. And then you could actually level up your companions, too. On there. These are people you rescue out in the wilderness, too. So, so enjoying that quite a bit. And I'll be playing that more with you, Desmond, and playing more just trying to get through the campaign. So it's just like more prominent game to add to the mix. Now, other games I have been playing... EDF5, still grinding away on that. EDF! Dabbling. Of course, still been fun on there. I, You know, it's kind of funny that uh, my single-player campaign, I'm only, like, on level, like, uh, mission number 21, where I'm way further playing a co-op. I think co-op is just a way to play EDF, in my opinion. So, on that. And uh, Borderlands 2, another co-op game I've been playing online, strictly on Steam. On there, still, still playing, enjoying that campaign a bit. Uh, we... Me, my friend Nick, and Dom uh, decided to play more of the side quest on there versus trying to push through all the main storylines and whatnot. So it's, it's, I think that's where the game draws its humor from on that. Uh, Portable-wise, Dragon Quest Eight because I had the chance to take the train back and forth uh, to come and go to San Francisco and come back home is that I had uh, ample opportunity to be able to portable game it up a bit on there and i still and for whatever reason i do not like bringing my switch on the go i, I think it's you. too bulky too bulky too bulky in my opinion i mean it's good i think it'd be great to play on the couch you know but uh i think uh you know there's been some rumors about them releasing a smaller switch a more portable switch and i hope nintendo does decide to do that because i would love to maybe take a, a 3ds and switch hybrid on the go on that with a couple dual screens and be able to play my games in a more portable format. But, uh, you know, this is not news. This is what I've been playing. So last but not least, um, been playing this little game called Brandish, which is a Nihon Falcom game. Uh, I only fired that bad boy up because I finally was getting my all my little ancillary systems hooked up in my living room, and I wound up getting my PlayStation TV hooked up. On there, if you're not familiar with the PlayStation TV, it's basically just a a home console Vita, basically. And Brandish is a game that was actually on PSP, so I got to see <laughs> all these artifacting effects and everything on the 65-inch TV. And so it, it, it it ran okay. I'm glad I have my PlayStation TV though. I'm I have another one. I'm going to be um, soft modding it on there to do other things like add emulators and open up the uh, Vita catalog. So I'm kind of looking forward to doing that as well. But uh, that's pretty much what I've been up to these last couple weeks as far as games are concerned. Kevin, what you been up to? Okay. Uh, first things first, this last word quest can die in all the effing fires. I mean, every last one of them. Um, you know, Last Word was like one of my favorite weapons from Destiny 1. And I don't remember exactly everything that I had to do. I don't even remember. It, it might have even been a random drop. I can't remember. But I know that I didn't have to do all this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And the, the fact is, is that, okay, you go the second the second part of the quest you know, it's that your kill-death ratio has a big impact on your progress for that section, right? So, two games. I did I did okay in, you know, I don't remember how many games I, I played total, but just two games. 
brought me from 40% completion all the way back down to like 11%. And I just said, you know what? Bump this. Bump this. I mean, I'm not going to delete the quest, but, you know... Man, I mean the the Red Ricks wasn't w- w- as bad as Red Ricks is. The 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 broadsword, Red Ricks broadsword quest is I don't think it had those kill death ratio components to it. I don't think. And I I went fairly far in the Red Ricks quest. But this is just absolutely freaking ridiculous. So so Bungie uh uh jumped the shark on on this one. And if they do some crazy nonsense nonsense like this with Thorn, I'm done. Don't don't f with Thorn. I mean, that was like my number one hand cannon in Destiny One. If they put some of that nonsense in the Thorn quest, I, I'm done. I, I'm not even going. I, I I'm not even going front. I mean, I'm still going to do the DLC, but because I just can't see the idea of. Of me just like letting that stuff, you know, I bought it. I can't get my money back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm, I'm not gonna put that kind of effort. I'm just gonna run through the run through the stuff. I've completed it. It's going back on the shelf after each each DLC thing comes out because if they it, Thorn was like was like my my go to baby. Uh, for PvP and for well, well PVE for the most part, but I even messed with it for in, in PvP before it got nerfed in Destiny One. And if they do this crap with Thorn, I, I'm through. Um, <clears throat> so that's my Destiny Two rant. So get it together, Bungie. Um, the Anthem demo. I went. I, I I've been struggling trying to figure out why this demo just was not jiving with me. Why why I was not feeling feeling the flow on this? Because you know it, it's basically you know Destiny with mechs. That this just should be this should be in my wheelhouse, right? So I was listening to Giant Bomb, and I think one of the hosts put it together he 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 figured it out and it's what i'd been thinking all along i just couldn't i just didn't know where i just didn't know where to put the, the my finger on it why i wasn't digging this game and and this is it the shooting is flat it, it, the shooting is flat as a pancake i i don't feel the impact because I gotta compare, I, you know. I know I don't. I don't want to do this, but I, I, I kind of sort of have to do this because when it comes to shooting games, the only other game that I have as I have enough hours logged in is Destiny Two. Well, Destiny and De- Destiny franchise as a whole, and the character is built into those guns, right? You know the de- you know when you're carrying something between uh, you know whether you're you're shooting the last word or you're shooting uh, the 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 ace of spades. There's there's difference. There's in- the difference in impact, difference in how those weapons react, and also those smaller details 
Like when you pop a cabal's helmet, I mean, you know you've got that critical hit. Well, in, in Anthem, at least in the demo, the only indication that you're doing any kind of critical damage on regular enemies, I don't know about uh, about how the bosses react to damage, is you get yellow numbers as opposed to white numbers. And then when you take the enemy out, they just kind of fall over. You know, there, there's really not a there's really not a whole lot of impact to what you're doing. Even your specials, when you when you take something out with your special, at least what I'd seen in uh, a, you know, and I played it when I was running through with you guys that first time. I also went back again, and I spent like another hour or so in the demo, just goofing off in the in the free roam. I'm just that there's just no no impact. The the guns have no. It's like there's no weight to them, and I'm shooting these things, and, and it has a it has a real World of Warcraft feel to it. It's like oh okay, I've I've surpassed the the health threshold of the enemy, so it just kind of keels over and falls over. Really no excitement in taking things out. The turrets explode kind of nicely, but other than that, the enemies, you know, there's there's nothing really fun about those. You know, Bungie just has those details down. You know, you pop you pop a cabal's head, you know, that helmet flies off and you get that that grunt and you see that steam or whatever it is, you know, come come out of the hole. Uh, you know where their head was. You know you pop a, a a fallen enemy, and that vapor comes out. And you you do critical damage, and things kind of you know recoil from the from the impact of your weapons. You know when you're doing a PVE, and all that detail, all those minor details that Bungie just hits you with and gives you that feedback as a player as to how well you're doing against an enemy just isn't there in Anthem, in my opinion. So, you know, we'll, I guess we'll see what the final what the final product looks like and if those details are there when the uh, the retail version hits shells. But I, well, I, I, think, I have to agree with you, Kev. I mean, I, I think you, I'm out. You, you You hit the nail right on the head. Um, which I wasn't really thinking about until you actually said it. Uh, you're right. You know the 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 damage does seem a little. I don't know. You the 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 impact when you fire something. You feel sort of. I don't know. It's just like you're kind of right. There, there's there's a um, bit of weight like you're saying missing from from the gunplay yeah i i think i think that's a really good accurate assessment of 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 the of the gameplay around the shooting um i do like the transversal the, the how you how you how you traverse the the world and the flying you know and, and i think it's a good concept but you but you're i have to agree like you're you're, you're pretty spot on about that so i'm kind of wondering you know like you were saying like what? What is this gonna mean? You know, is 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 this gonna be enough? So that's yeah interesting. You said that because that that just like for me, it resonated so well. It was just like oh wow yeah that that I think that's it, Kevin. Like I think I think Kevin's got it. You know, it's just like mm. 
Well, to be fair, I it is what I'd been feeling the whole time, mm. but Giant Bomb was actually to was able to put to actually label it. Oh. And it's like, you know what, that's what I that's what I've been missing, you know. So, you know, shout out to the Giant Bomb crew and their review. Um that, without that without that impact I, and I think it's because Bungie has those guys are FPS masters you know mm-hmm. I, I, like I can't I don't really care for Halo all that much Halo 5 was was trash and I know Bungie had nothing to do with I think the only ones they were dealt with was one through three or one through four or something like that one through three I think but yeah, yeah, they did one through three, and then ODST, and then Reach was their okay. last title. So Reach was the last title. Oh, but in and I, I don't really care for Halo as as a series. But the one thing that Bungie is masters of are getting those little details that kind of tell you a story in the midst of the battle. You know, like when you're fighting a bunch of grunts and you start taking them out, and then they start running around like. Eh! get away get away get away you know (laughs) all that stuff that feeds you that's feeding you you that's giving you feedback in the midst of the battle you can tell how well you're doing or when they go when they go al-qaeda on you and they start you know they hold those (laughs) they hold those uh plasma grenades and start charging you it the enemies react differently to how well you're doing on the battlefield all that is feedback to you as a player and Bungie are just so good at that and they've made that translation into destiny and i'm spoiled with that my i my my fps's have to have that same level of feedback on the battlefield as i'm playing i want my weapon to feel like when i'm punching you with this hand cannon or whatever i have whatever i've got and I'm drilling this cabal in the face, I need to see that my weapon means something in the midst of battle, and it's not just damage numbers appearing on screen. And EA is just not, I'm not getting that feedback. And to me, that's part of the fun. Now, I was the one thing I will say about Anthem, they got the flying. Once I figured out the nuance of the flying, the flying is cool. I like that. I'm still not I'm still not overly jazzed with the fact that your your jets seem to heat up really quick when you're not around a place, you know, where there's water to cool them off. Uh, but I think it doesn't bother me as as what I what I've seen other people say. You know, I, I think it's just something that you're just going to have to build your your tactics around. So I get that, and I like the way the mechs, your mech suits control in the air and even on the ground doing the dash run, and even the melee attacks are pretty cool. But again, even the melee attacks, you, you don't, your, only, your only knowledge that you're having an effect on the enemy that you're smacking around is seeing the numbers. You know they don't re- they don't recoil from the impact. It, it, you're, they're, just, they're just there. And if once you're not, once the numbers go high enough, you do enough damage, then uh, they just fall over. And it's just not the same. And, you know, yeah, you can say it's not fair to judge Anthem by destiny, but I'm, I'm looking at it from the, those minor details, those small details. And 
you can't tell me that EA didn't have Destiny in its sights when they were when they when this thing went into planning. Oh, of course. And you you can't tell me that they don't know what Bungie is good at and what they excel at and where they fell short with regards to Destiny 1 and 2. But EA may have this grand story merged with this online interactive gameplay, but man, with that flat shooting and that flat, just flat impact that you seem to have in the world i i i can't i can't run i can't run with this so i <laughs> i canceled my pre-order <laughs> I, I i'm out i i i hope that the finished product is better than this code which you know granted is x what six months old eight months old whatever they said and i really hope that the finished product has a lot more impact uh, that you as a player have a lot more impact with the enemies out there because this 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 ain't it, Chief. It, 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 I mean, it, it, for me, because again, I'm I'm spoiled by what Bungie did, and mm-hmm. and to a lesser extent, what other uh, exciting, impactful first-person shooters have done. You know, like uh, uh, what, what was that? Uh, the one that takes place in Nazi Germany, and they they do all this occult stuff and. And Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like like Wolfenstein. It, every weapon that you picked up had impact. You know, you shoot a Nazi in the knee, he's going down, he's reacting to what you do. You know, that type of thing, you know, say what you will about Killzone. Killzone did a did a did a decent job of that. I don't think they did as good a job as as Bungie did, but those weapons had weight, you know, and, and there was there was impact to the effect that those weapons had and this anthem is just like it, it's just not there did you guys notice i know another podcast i listened to was talking about i didn't really pick up on it until after i noticed them talking about it so talking about the enemy ai and that uh, they were noticing that some of the enemies that they were shooting were actually doing emotes while they were shooting them on there like actually sitting there and doing dance moves or like <laughs> doing at least uh like uh, some sort of thing where they were at, weren't actually like you know uh, that. Re- i didn't see that yeah, yeah, I, I didn't that. see that either, but they were say, stating that it seemed like the enemies weren't shooting back or, or weren't that, you know, as far as running any sort of AI or any sort of uh, countermeasures or anything like that mm-hmm. in the field on there. And they, uh, I granted, I know this is just a demo. We'll have to see what the final product is going to Maybe be. Maybe that's what least. the demo was doing. It's just like the, they, they knew it, and the demo was just like, ha-ha! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So they kind of programmed him in there to make little dance moves. I mean, who knows? This game might be amazing when it comes out. But um, and we have a we have a letter from our uh, we have a letter uh, and a a letter and a and an audio uh, response from from some of our listeners, and they actually talk about the anthem demo. So so I'm sure that we will continue this conversation uh, when mm-hmm. uh, when we go on to that. So just stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. So. Uh, moving on from the Anthem demo, I played a little a little bit more of Smash Brothers Ultimate. And, you know, my dude is Incineroar, and I'm also working on uh, Bowser. I like I like the heavy hitters, like the, the slow, methodical, you know, uh, 
those those two characters, particularly Incineroar. Incineroar is just so much fun to play because every time you you hit a move, he does a pop off. You know, <laughs> it's just like it's like playing with a furry Randy Savage or something. It is crazy. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever hear someone say that a furry Randy <laughs> Savage. Wow. <laughs> In 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 or is the the man or the the pokey man I guess <laughs> whatever but I'm I'm really digging that uh, I'm still trying to get 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 some of the in, more uh, in, 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 deep more finer detailed aspects of Smashdown um, I'm I'm not online yet because I still haven't picked up my uh, picked up my online uh, card and activated that. But I'm not going to do that until I feel, you know, ready to to jump in and play. I know my little nephew is just he he he's all in. He's all in to win because he's been playing like online with his buddies for the most part, and uh, you know they're all they're all in it. Yeah, don't so, think those youngsters are. Mm, oh, they gosh. will murder you. They will DJ, straight murk DJ you and be like, "Ha ha, Uncle Kev," and you're like, uh, "What?" <laughs> uh, EJ is a my my little nephew. EJ, he is a beast in like Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. I mean, brother, bro will lap you if you're not careful. Yeah. It's just he, he just no knows. He, he's definitely my nephew. He's definitely my nephew because he got that he got that stuff down like it ain't nothing. Uh, so. Still enjoying that, and I picked up the two DLC characters from season two of Dragon Ball Fighters, and I think for right now, I'm gonna put my other fighting games to the side. Like I got Soul Calibur six, and I think I got and I got uh, um, Blaze Blue, Central Fiction, the the most recent uh, edition of that, and I think I'm gonna put those two to the side. And really, I think my fighting time is going to be spent with Smash Ultimate and Dragon Ball Fighters. The two characters that they released for Season 2, the first two anyway, are Videl, who is Hercules or Mr. Satan's daughter. Yeah. Rick and Being, and she, she's she's beast mode like crazy. And like She she works in tandem with uh, Captain, uh, Captain Saiyaman which is Gohan in his superhero disguise. So a lot of her specials have uh, uh, say a man doing all this stuff uh, for her, but she herself had her normals are like crazy good. And her, her high low mix up seems to be like one of the best, uh, one of the best in the game overall. And then they've got Jiren who is the, uh, what is that universe seven or universe 11 rather, uh, part of their, um, he's like their strongest warrior. Part of the oh gosh, I can't. I was just about to name the, the team that he's on, but anyway, Jiren's a beast as well. His like uh, damage output is like one of the highest uh, in the game right now. And if you've got him teamed up with the right assist, he's just he's just beast moding it. It's like a lot of the people who are playing this on a professional level are like re. Retooling their teams around Jiren because if you can get if you can get him with the right other with the right other two uh, characters on a, on that three person team he just it's it's beast mode so mm. 
I think those two games are going to be what I'm going to be playing for a while. And I went back and delved into Spider-Man and I picked up the City Never Sleeps DLC. Mm-hmm. And I'm working through the first uh, the first story with uh, Felicia Harding. Yep. And that DLC is awesome. It is. I need to go back to it. It is really good. Uh, I got the whole thing. I, I, I went on ahead and bought all the all the stories because I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm save save five bucks and just get all get get all three or all four, however many there is. There's three. Uh, three and just I'm going back and just enjoying that world of Spider Man all over again. It it is. It's really good, <laughs> man. It is really good. I'm playing on the hardest level because uh, this game will will challenge you. Uh, it will definitely challenge you. It's not Ninja Gaiden challenge by a long shot, but uh, for a brawler snob like myself, I I've got to keep you know it keeps my 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 thumbs moving, and that's what I want from a beat 'em up. So I'm absolutely enjoying that that action enjoying the story kind of the back and forth between peter parker and felicia harding as well as mary jane (laughs) it's like mary jane's a very understanding woman i I won't i won't go any further than that but uh uh she's a very understanding woman i i that definitely wouldn't be my wife for sure (laughs) But really digging, really digging that uh, that that story. So that has been what has been in my rotation the past couple of weeks. And uh, from that point, we're going to go into our feedback session, our vessel line. We got an email and we got a voicemail from two very special listeners. Well, all of our listeners are special, but uh, two of two of those people. Uh, who enjoy our show, send us some feedback. So we're going to get into that right about now. So we're going to kick things off with a voice message from the Prince of Open Form Radio himself, Larry, a.k.a. Blue Man Rules. So we're going to let you find folks listen to this. Hey, Game of Vessels, what's going on? This is Larry, a.k.a. Blue Man Rule, and... I am responding to you guys' questions. What are the games you'd like to see remastered? So I'm starting number five, work my way up. Uh, number five, one of the oldest games I ever played was Downland on the Tandy TRS-80 PC. Uh, it was kind of like an action platform to move from left to right, and then you tried to move up out of these caverns and these caves. And so it's a platformer, and things would try to drop on you, and you had enemies and things. And I think if you put that thing in the Unity engine, it would light up the scene. Uh, number four mass effect the original mass effect but i would like that remade and not the anthem nor andromeda nor even the mass effect 3 engine which would probably be pretty good i'd like it remade in the foxes uh that metal gear solid 5 was made in 60 frames locked moving beautifully uh, look that was a great looking game and that engine is legit too bad konami does not know what to do with it uh the next game since we're already on resident evil let's do resident evil Code veronica that game was great i had it on the dreamcast i couldn't finish it because i ended up giving my dreamcast to my kids so my game save went along with that but that was one uh the the second one and you know show enough's gonna give me a head nod and a fist bump jade empire that game needs to be remade and yeah 
I'm going to say the Fox engine as well, because the scene at the end of Metal Gear Solid five, if you hadn't seen it, is legit. So, <laughs> so um, there's a little bit of fighting like like So I think that they could uh, they could really repurpose that engine and they, they need to Konami needs to license that engine out. And then finally, The Witcher, the original Witcher, um, man, that first game is hard to go back to unless you got some mods. And um, even then, it's tough. Uh, but uh, you could throw it in The Witcher 3's engine, which now is actually very well optimized. Or again, like that, that Fox engine is legit, son. It's legit B. Uh, the original Witcher, I believe, was, uh, a, the engine that borrowed from the original Mass Effect, which in turn was an Unreal derivative. So, uh, it could be remade in current Unreal, but I don't know. But anyway, hey, it's a great question. Keep up the good work. I hope to see y'all out there on Anthem this weekend. Uh, so that's really about it. Thanks for listening. Peace out. And again, shout out to Larry, a.k.a. Blue Man Rule. Thank you, sir, for that deep cut with the Tandy game. That was awesome. Right? I I was like, I I didn't even think about that. I was like, ooh. (laughs) I never had a Tandy. Um, Oh, I did. I went to a computer camp where we had Tandys, but I never had one. I I know the the game that everybody in, in computer lab was playing. This is, you know, dating myself, like going back to like 1979, 1980. Uh, summer of 81 i was in computer camps all that time there was a uh, uh, was it lunar lander i think it was lunar lander where you had to had that three prongs thing you had to go down you know maneuver these caverns and land on the uh uh the platforms without blowing the ship up and you had to monitor your your fuel energy and your fuel and your energy and a few other things and yeah <laughs> that was that that brought me back to those those summer computer labs that I used to go to as a kid. So that was that was awesome. No, for me it was just I thought I was cool because I was able to make the screen blink different colors. So <laughs> <laughs> read my read my basic code. Oh, I remember the basic code and then, you know, grabbing the games uh during high school at least was all like on Apple two E. It's like what, Prince of Persia, Montezuma's Revenge. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> and, and some some hacked uh, Mario Bros too. So you know, so I was as cool as you guys. Yeah, and I am right there with you, Larry, with uh, Jade Empire. Yes, oh, uh, bring me Jade, Jade Empire. One of the most underrated uh, action RPGs uh, ever, in my opinion. I, I don't know why Bioware didn't didn't continue with that i don't know if that was like a one-time thing that they had with microsoft or what the licensing arrangement behind that was but man that that game was was pretty awesome and i think there was a a rumor that there the that that name has been re uh it was re-trademarked re-trademarked so you know it could be nothing more than just a, a corporation not wanting to let a an IP slip away, but uh, we can all hope. <laughs> well, just to add out there, it's uh, on sale right now during the Steam Lunar uh, sale for the new year uh, for four bucks. It's up on Steam, so so worth it. I, I have yeah. I have it on Steam, so so worth yeah. it. It is awesome. And our second half of our vessel line, we have an email from our listener. Will, Will, a.k.a. Isaiah 6-8. And uh, do you want you guys want to read this? or I, I, can read it, but... I, I can handle it. I got it. Okay. 
Okay, this is from Isaiah 6 eight. So, hi, uh, hi all. I hope everything is well. Anthem. I plan to write you guys shortly after playing the demo, but between work and home life, this is my first chance to write. In short, I think we are looking at a misstep by EA and Bioware. Uh, they should have never used the term demo, uh, quote-unquote. Uh, folks outside of industry may interpret demo to mean a sample of the gold release code and will, in turn, lead the bad press. Moreover, even if this demo is a build from several months ago, the final release won't be far removed from this version. In my perspective, this is Mass Effect Andromeda uh, and Battlefield 5 all over again. From everything I've seen of Anthem, the game clearly needs to cook longer. And so after using my pre-order to access the demo, I subsequently canceled my digital pre-order. I'll wait it out on there. So that's... Well, let's first do that one. Let's, because I know he has a, something else that he added to at the end. Do you yeah. want to finish the whole thing, or do you just want to take it yeah, in section? Let's just, just take it, take it point by point. Okay, there, so, so I mean, that seems to be, you know, I, I like to see, I like to think that there's hope. Like, should they have let this thing marinate more? Probably. Yeah. Um Do they need more money? Uh, EA definitely needs some more money. You know, <laughs> because I guess they're they're. They're not doing well with theirs with these monies. So with their financials, yeah. Yeah. So so I'm not surprised that they trying to rush this stuff out. But I agree. I really wish that it that it was a little bit uh better or you know sooner or or something because this is like ooh, you know. You know, I'm willing to give Bioware the benefit of the doubt, even though a lot of people don't, you know, say with Mass Effect and drama. And it was like, oh my God, they screwed the pooch. There's a lot of just negativity from the uh, gaming community out there about that game on there as well. Remember, and I enjoyed I, the shit out of that game. So, oh, I know. You know, and I, I beat it. I beat it. I beat it 100%. Got everything on that on Mass Effect and Dromeda. I didn't think that game was that bad. You know, people, you know, you know really, really like to paint it as as like you know, some horrific thing that, that, you know, ate a baby, but it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. It just was, it kind of circles back, um, a little bit from when destiny, the original game didn't meet expectations at the start on there when it first came out and everyone was so down on it for the, like the last, you know, first four or five months that the game was out. It's like, Oh my God, this is such a disappointment in the whole, you know, like, you know, uh, the thing about the ghost and the whole voice acting with uh, um, trying to remember the name of the actor from Game of Thrones, Dormerbot, yeah, Dinklage, Dinklage Dink, Dinklebot, Dinklebot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on there. So you know, I'm willing to give Anthem some time. You know, if it was a sixty dollar mainline release, it is. But you know, I'm getting it for like forty seven ninety nine with Gamers Club Unlock with a ten dollar gift card coming back and a steel book. Okay, it's like you know, the price of entry for me at least a little bit is <laughs> just uh, like value, <laughs> value. And I'm willing to like you know, like if I'm playing, you know, uh, craps at you know in Vegas, you know, I'm willing to like ride the line and see how it comes out on there but you know circle back to ea i know isaiah 68 wrote that ghr uh my other podcast i'm on to as well on there and we got in a, a nice discussion about uh electronic arts and as far as their inconsistency for the last few years uh including you know star wars battlefront 2 you know they definitely screwed up battlefield 5 
they did not launch Titanfall 2 properly. You know, they launched it right between what Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty right there, like right in the mix. So, you know, if they had something successful to work towards, you know, they, they have just taken one step out of one step out of one step where they are just not having good luck, not making good decisions on there. And even... You want to appear in the past a little bit for EA? I mean, Dead Space 3, you know, Dead Space is pretty much a canceled, you know, dead franchise because of what happened with Dead Space 3. Burnout, you know, Burnout's such a great franchise. You know, you could talk about Need for Speed being dormant and kind of redundant in these last few iterations. Like, you could probably talk about that too, Kevin, on here. You know, I yeah, don't need for Need for Speed uh, payback was trash. Yeah. It, 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 it's just straight up utter garbage. And, you know, this is what's so crazy about EA is that EA has had some of the neatest franchises, yep. some of the greatest talent yep. under their umbrella. And this past, I mean, this past maybe two, three years, they've been, they've been, they've, they've been, uh, I don't yeah, want to say been, anything bad, but I mean they've been they've been effing up. Yeah. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. They have been they've been s in the bed basically. Yeah, they they, they have really been screwing up, and I don't know, like like when you mentioned Dead Space, it Dead Space Three was not a good game in comparison to the first two, not by a long shot, but. Yeah. Dead Space 3 was successful, but it wasn't as successful as EA wanted it to be, yes. so they killed the franchise. It Movements like that. I don't know how you have Amy Henning working on a Star Wars game, and then you just get to a point where, no, nah, no, nah, we, we can't have it out in time to meet our what we want our financials to look like by a given date, so nah, just kick her to the curb and we're just going to ax we're going to just ax the the whole Star Wars project. The number arguably the number 1 IP in the world. Yeah, we're just going to like what are with we going to do Amy with this? Amy Henning at the helm. And you can't get that to go? No, they, they, could, they could monetize it. You have to understand, in my opinion, and you probably know this already. It's just like, like how are we gonna, how are we gonna make this a service? And it's like, how no. Going, I, how are we gonna lube up the customer? That's that's what it. That's yeah, what. Yeah. Like, don't do that. How not we gonna only that. Up? Not only that. It's just everything's focus test to death too, and you're not even letting your creators create as far as what they want to do, and then to be able to sit there and focus test everything to death on there so they can maximize their profits it's just it's like you know it's you gotta let the creators create to be able to get the synergy to be able to get some sort of momentum going creative momentum for people to latch onto. it can't be just this pablum you know this like um you know mass marketed uh analyzed to death you know like focus test to death uh, content, you're just going to wind up uh, just you know, ba basically releasing the most like you know flavorless items. Let's see if I'm going to you know paraphrase back the food. You know, it's like you know you, you're chasing after the pumpkin spice. You know, mm -hmm. on there where you know it's not all about pumpkin spice. It's about mm -hmm. creating your own flavor and marinating the damn thing and, and and creating a game, something that's interactive and fun and unique on there. And that's not something that EA is prone to do you know that's why dead space 3 wound up being so screwed up they had something unique and something they could have reiterated on 
on and, and kind of built on and dead space three wound up being a co-op buddy shooter. And I didn't play that game all that much. You could probably tell me a little bit more about it, Kevin, as far as how dead space three wound, wound up being, but, uh, you know, just even the pop cap stuff. I mean, they're not cranking out any sort of Peggle or plants versus zombies, like puzzle games. They're all like shooters and reiterated on and, uh, you know, focus test to death and, you know, it's just, just sucks. Just overall sucks with the amount of money that they have available, amount of resources they have available. They should be creating epic masterpieces, and they're not. So yeah, agree. I I really I don't know, I don't know how many people are working at Respawn, but if they can get their freedom papers, I say go for it. <laughs> EA is not the you know, and, and I know that's I mean not everybody can be Bungie. You know, not everybody can have that, you know, that 500, 600 team, you know, member team and be able to to pull your resources and buy your buy your, you know, buy your freedom, quote unquote, from your corporate, these corporate overlords. But I really would like to see Respawn just get away from EA. And I don't know. If, I don't know if they have the wherewithal, the resources to make it on their own independent, but you know, because it, it, it seems like, I mean, you know, I, I don't care about, I don't, I personally don't care about Battle Royale stuff, but this Battle Royale thing that that Respawn came out with seems to be a hit right now. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's talking, talking positive things about it, and from what I've seen, it's like they kind of kept EA's hands out of that pie. You know, it's like it was almost like they were working on it with no no advertising, no input from EA corporate on there. It was almost like their own little side project. And it, it, it came together. It's got great net code. It's, you know, everybody's, you know, that's that's into that style of game is really hyped about it. And, you know, hopefully this may be a pathway for them to get out from under EA because I don't think so. Like, I honestly believe I would like um, to see it happen. Yeah, I I really would like to see it happen. You're probably right. Because I think the reason why they did it was because of all the backlash from Anthem. You know, do you think that they can actually put, um, you know, as much as much. um, uh microtransactions as they can on a 60 dollar game no i think i think they targeted respawn to do that because it's um it's a uh it's a free game and they're able to monetize the crap out of it you know and i think it's just because respawn is a is is a good studio and they, they were able to say like okay we'll do this you know but it has to be a good game because like i really think that respawn and these and these other you know like i I don't want to be one of those people that says, oh, my God, it's always the, you know, EA and the corporate overlords. But at some times it is, you know, <laughs> you're just kind of like, well, you know, sometimes it is this, just the corporate overlords just being really horrible, horrible people, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think in EA's, you know, in their um, in their case, it's real. Like, I, I think. You know, they they put that game out there, and then you know was like, okay, we we need some we need influx of cash, 
you know, make this game and they're like, okay. And then, and then respawn because they're talented, you know, actually did something that was really cool. You know, I, I put that squarely on, on respawn being able to do that. Um, but I don't really don't believe that it's like, you know, EA wanting to do something, you know, nice for the people. Oh, people, people are surprised because, you know, basically Titanfall one was just on Xbox and PC Titanfall 2 was released in such a bad window that you could buy for five bucks and it's such a good game in comparison. It's probably the best game you could buy for five bucks, five, ten bucks so out sad. there on there. And they are continuing to iterate on the Titanfall universe. I know they said they're going to be releasing a premium experience they're working on for later this year. So it's not going to be Titanfall 3, but, um, you know, I think uh, Respawn with the talent that they have there can be successful, you know, hopefully EA, you know, even though if they're, um, you know, kind of focus testing and doing what they need, we'll leave them alone to do what they need to do to create, just like I was stating before. So That's what I'm hoping. Yep. All right. And then Isaiah also stated in the next part of his email, cloud gaming. I get the idea of playing on any device, which sounds cool in concept. To the point, I've been testing GeForce on a wired fiber optic connection. Under a wired connection, GeForce now does demonstrate usability of gaming in 1080p. But our internet infrastructure is not ready, especially considering uh, FCC's move away from net neutrality. In short, if your internet provider doesn't have an agreement with a cloud gaming service, then your experience will suffer. And moreover, you could forget about 4K, uh, 60 frames per second gaming, competitive multiplayer shooters, and VR gaming on a cloud cloud gaming service. Thoughts? I agree 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we have to get, you know, we just have to really bulk up our infrastructure and uh, our, yeah. our, our online infrastructure in order to do anything that remotely be you know, mo- for mobile gaming. I just don't think that that's going to happen. I just, it's wishful thinking, you know. I'm I'm thinking maybe two generations from now. I know most cell phones will have, you know, a hundred down at some point, you know, in, in the near future, not, you know, maybe 2023, 2024 on there, uh, maybe at that point. But, you know, I live in a city of, you know, over 500,000 people and I can't get, anything stronger than like 60 down you know and it's like <laughs> i can't imagine how it is to live out in a rural area you know in a rural community of some Ugh. sort where you only have Suck. one internet provider to choose from on there there's like a town near uh, fresno called sanger uh, that's a little bit of ways it was kind of closer to the old house i used to live at and literally they had to deal with just one provider and literally the speeds were just really just really piss poor on there, you're talking like you know five ten down, maybe fifteen at the most on there, and I can't even imagine. I'm sitting there trying to get you know a thousand down and getting the giga speed, and I can't even get that. And you know, I can imagine you in San Francisco, Desmond. I don't think you could get the fastest Uber Duber nope. Death Internet either. You know where you live at, right? And I live in a I live in a major tech town. Okay, and San Francisco sold its soul for tech, you know, a long time ago, and now. You know, I can't even get that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's weird. You know, but I think it, I think it would be great, you know, to be able to. But 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 I just think people would have to change their 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 whole thought structure around mobile gaming. 
you know, because I just think people are just so like against it and they're just like, um, so I think it would be very hard for, um, I don't know. I, I I just think it would be a hard sell for like, quote unquote, you know, real gamers, you know, to to want to do that. So that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know. We'll have to know. see, though. I mean, my pro- experience with Project Stream with Google with the Assassin's Creed Odyssey was actually not too bad on there. And I know PlayStation Now is going pretty strong as far as streaming all those PS3 games, and so. Um, you know, we'll have to take a look and see what happens with the technology and if uh, service can get better and there's no caps as far as, you know, data is concerned. Uh, I could see it becoming something to um, get get more consoles out to more people. I mean, I could imagine people streaming off whatever device they want to stream off of. I mean, hell, we didn't think that Netflix would be something 10 years ago. It's like, oh, you want to watch a movie online? What? You know, kind watch, of thing. watch it on your phone as well? Hmm. Yeah, no. Everyone was like, you know, we're going out and renting DVDs, you know, or, you know, doing whatever, downloading like DVDs. torrents or something, you know, so. So funny. Any thoughts on this uh, concept? Kevin, I know it's probably just the antithesis of what you ever would want to be as far as uh, cloud gaming, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, cloud gaming is definitely not the route I want to go. But just here's the thing that that I don't know if many of the insiders are really talking about. Not only do you have to have an infrastructure, you have to have a medium. You've got to have a phone. You are not going to get soccer mom uh, uh, Susie McGillicuddy to walk around with an Xbox 360 controller mounted to her cell phone. You're not going to get her to get <laughs> no, a DualShock not. mounted to her cell phone. She's not going to do that. So you're going, you're going to have to present an option for Susie McGillicuddy soccer mom to while she's getting her hair done, getting her nails done, taking little Todd to soccer practice, she's going to have to have a device that is going to allow her to not only play her Candy Crush, which is really all she cares about, but some kind of way you're going to have to try and figure out a way to get her interested in Assassin's Creed. (laughs) (laughs) On her phone. (laughs) On her phone. Uh you're going to have to try and get her to drop 50, 60 bucks on Assassin's Creed when she's more than happy to spend a couple hundred over one or two years on Candy Crush because all she needs is her touch, her touch screen and, you know, and the game she downloaded for free, even though she's spending more money on Candy Crush than she would off a one one-time charge on a premium mobile game, that's not going to fly. I, I don't know what... The, I, I, I know that Microsoft and Google and I guess Amazon is thinking about this. I know they're seeing just these numbers, right? X amount of million or billion people are on mobile. We can reach all those people with games. We can reach them with, with these games, with this content. You can meet them to an extent. I mean, I mean, here's here's the thing. I went to I went to Dave and Buster's like a couple weeks ago for my friend's birthday. Right? That arcade is trash. They have 
they have freaking mobile games in arcade cabinets and they're charging people three or four bucks a play. Yeah. You know, like like Crossy Road and and Spider and Spider-Man Homecoming and and Temple Runner. Literally the same freaking mobile games that you can download off the Android store and iOS for free. They're charging you three or four bucks a play over at Dave and Buster's. And people were pumping in them cards left and right to play that game. I mean, I know that's who they're trying to reach. You're not going to get them to pay 60 bucks for Assassin's Creed. It's not going to fly. Those people that were playing those games are not going to walk around with a controller mounted to their phone. So I don't know where this streaming... They, I think they just see numbers. If this was Japan, it'd be a different story, but it's not. This is the United States, and Susie Soccer Mom is ain't going for all that. I, I so I don't know. What well, about I, for you, I, Kevin? I mean, would you like to continue to play like a game at work on your phone or on your Hell tablet? No. Hell no. I, I don't. I, I if, give me a dedicated device. You know, I got a DS. I got a 3DS. I got a, I got a Vita. There are specific games for that. I only have an hour for lunch. And if I'm fortunate, one or two 15 minute breaks, I don't have a whole lot of time to play games at work, you know, and if I am not going to make any kind of headway playing uh, Persona 5 on my phone. It's not going to happen. You know, so those type the games that I'm interested in, the games that I like to play require dedicated devices with dedicated uh, input and feedback uh, devices, i.e. dual shocks and and uh, Xbox controllers uh, or or uh, what you would call joy cons. They require that. They require the time to enjoy the experience as the creators created it. And I want to see that on a big screen. I'm I don't want to play Sekiro on my phone. I I just don't want to I'm I'm not that guy. So you know, this this whole this whole mobile stuff. <laughs> You know, I get it. These companies are seeing dollar signs for all these people, but I just don't know how they're going to how how they're going to get that type of revenue uh, from this, uh, unless they're all just going to make Candy Crush clones. And if that's possible, you know, you know, I don't know. <laughs> You know, we'll see. You know, they're running multi-billion-dollar corporations. You know, I'm 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 working for the judicial system, so you know, obviously <laughs> they know something that I don't. But I know, right? We're just like, okay, this is what you want to <laughs> do, know, I guess. All I'm saying is that I don't see it. I don't see it, bro. I really don't. But we'll, you know. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the uh, email and um, Isaiah six eight. Yeah, really appreciate it, Will. And we always enjoy hearing from you and get, getting good discussion on there. So uh, keep them coming. On yes, there, so. please, please send us more. We love talking um, with all of you. We love talking about your comments. Um, so yeah, please, please, please do it. <laughs> Thanks. Absolutely. 
So special shout out to both Blue Man Rule and Isaiah 6 8. Yeah, and, and if I was going to throw out a question for next episode, sure. Let let us know out of all of the plethora of games coming out in February, which game you decided to buy, or which games you decided to buy, and why. On there, you know, I know me and Desmond are kind of anticipating Anthem. I know that other people out there are waiting for Gem Force to come out, the Metro Exodus. You know, you figure there's any number of different games coming out. You know, even uh, Far Cry, uh, what, New Dawn coming out as well. So, uh, you know, we'll have to take a look. But, uh, you know, let us know what is kind of catching your eye for February and or March. You know, we talk about, like, Division 2 as well on there. And, uh, you know, let us know what you're excited for. Maybe we could talk about and kind of say why why we are not excited for such games, too. So kind of talking about what's coming out and that kind of thing. So just let us know absolutely absolutely so with that folks we are going to jump into our news line section so trader joe why don't you hit the fine folks with those news nuggets you were able to find for them all right uh kind of some news that caught my eye because this is a game that's numero uno on uh your list desmond on there uh, this is my about- list your list for 2019. Yes, uh, this is regarding Obsidian's uh, upcoming action RPG, The Outer Worlds, on yep. there. So um, they did reiterate and communicate that they will be releasing the game physically on there. It will be released physically for both PS4 and Xbox on there. Um, it's also confirmed that the game will be priced at $60 on there um they said as far as they're not going to be able to reveal exactly when it's going to arrive but it's going to arrive later this year that their release date is up in the air on that so and they said that the uh, game will be open to a degree for players to explore but it won't be quite a true quote-unquote open world game where players will have one giant map to explore instead the game will be composed of multiple areas across two planets which sounds closer to something like in the borderlands series on there so they also reported and reiterated what they reported last year that the game will not feature any microtransactions of any sort on there so this is just going to be a single player oriented experience for you to look forward to on that so and then there was also another interview uh, with the co-creators of the game uh, tim kane and leonard boyarski on there and they talked about a little bit more about the game about um the game's length and size on there. So they said that the game may be a bit shorter than some people might have been expecting, that the developer hopes it will be immensely replayable, a varying length that depends on how one decides to play on there. They said that uh, people are speculating hundreds of hours of gameplay. He said, nope. (laughs) Comments Tim Kaine on there. Leonard Boyarski says the game's length and size is roughly comparable to a Kotar 2 on there in reference to how long to beat Peg's Kotar 2 at about 30 hours for a regular playthrough um, when the Game Informer interview gave them a ballpark between 15 and 40 hours they both said they would agree it would be about that length of gameplay on there so it says the large variation of time mostly depends on how people play the game it's hard for us to come up with the hour limit because it depends on how you play it on there so we had people play through it in 45 minutes to an hour and some people take three to four hours to get through in regards to the outer world's opening area on there so 
And so this is just talking about the game length and what it's going to be uh, playable as far as the size of the game. And they view the game as being re- very replayable on there as well because you'd be able to go in and obviously get to different choice points in the game as far as to be able to make different choices, so on and so forth on there. So, and so because of our size and budget, does necessitate a smaller, more tightly controlled game than a more giant sandbox open world where you could run everywhere and do everything on there. So, so thought it was interesting a little bit, know a little bit more about the outer worlds, at least for me, at least as far as how the game's going to come down. Any thoughts, you guys, Desmond? Uh, he said you guys and then directed it right at me. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's great. I think I love that there's no microtransactions. I think that's a smart, smart thing. I think we're, you know, they're done to death. So kudos to them. And I loved Couture 2. So I am definitely like, I'm here for it. I, and I think that, that, um, that length is fine. Like, I don't need super long, you know, in super invested. Like, I just want a good, I just want a good game, y'all. I just want a good game that's entertaining that I can just really, you know, sink my teeth into. And, and it sounds like that's what we're going to get. I have no reason not to believe them. <laughs> so I am, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, let's do it. So, uh, Kev, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think a a more focused single-player experience is fine. You know, I I don't necessarily need 30, 40 hours of game game length to feel that I've got my money's worth. Right. Or 100 hours, you know. Or 100 hours, you know, yeah. Sometimes, you know, the games get too long in the tooth, you know. I know some people were commenting... On the game, we just started playing Far Cry 5 this, that they weren't able to get through the entirety of the campaign because there was just too much to go through. So yeah. I'm hoping that's not the case when I get through with that particular title. But there's other open world games that are kind of the same thing on there. So, you know, I was one of those people. I, I have it on PC and it's just like, okay, now I got to exactly. go rescue this person and I got to go do this and do that and it's like you know i'm i'm an old man with a mortgage and a full-time job there's there's only so much i got time to do you know and uh so yeah i'm i'm cool with a shorter more focused single player experience i i i don't think i think we've kind of fallen into a trap where oh if you don't give me enough hours spent then i don't feel like i have I've I've gotten my sixty dollars worth, and a well a well playing game, a a game that that has good mechanics, and a reasonable enough story, at ten, fifteen, twenty hours is is for sixty bucks. In my opinion, I got no problem with that. So, and this one's supposed to be you know what forty, or yeah. I mean uh yeah then. Between yeah, between like between like fifteen what is and forty. It? Yeah, between like twenty. Well, it just depends, I guess, on on what side quest you want to do and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I I liked the Kotor experience. I liked traveling to a different planet. Like I I like space games. So like space games, let's do it. But you know, um, and I just like I just like them as a studio. So I'm excited. Um, and I'm excited that you know part of me is excited that they got bought by um 
Microsoft only because it means I get to play my Xbox now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, all right. Other news: uh, we talked about the game earlier a little bit. The respawn has said that Apex Legends, their new uh, battle royale game, has only been out for literally like a week, and they already have surpassed 10 million total players with the game. That's crazy. On that. So yeah, this feat was achieved in three days on there. So. It was also announced that concurrent player totals for the game has also already surpassed 1 million on there. So basically, they had at least 1 million people playing at the same time uh, with the game on there. So, um, a statement from Vince Camp- uh, Campella said, uh, We hoped you loved as much as us, but never in our wildest dreams would we have expected the outpouring of support and positivity we've seen from all of us at Respawn, along with thank you for giving us an Apex Legends a chance. On there, this is just the beginning, he promised. We have so much in store for you this year. On there, so following Respawn's previous release, Titanfall 2, which failed to find widespread success, mainly due to when the game was released. It's so good to see Apex Legends uh, releasing such a claim. On there, so uh, not only have the player totals for the game been higher than what I, anyone expected, uh, the game's just a lot of fun to play. I have not had a chance to play it myself, though on there so i'll have to take a look i do have a download and i know i think either of you two i don't want to put words in your mouth so are either you two going to check the game out or nope. i know <laughs> no i'm battle, not a, battle royals and negatory nope. goes right well not even so. that it's just i'm not i'm just not a competitor first person shooter person gotcha like i just don't it's just it's just not my cup of tea no, no offense to anybody else you know if y'all love it work it do the magic have fun but just mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. It's not my tea. I don't like it. Yeah. Now, yeah. One, one thing I thought was interesting is that uh, someone commented and, so, and there was a thread on Resetera a couple days ago saying that the um, player count, multiplayer count for Titanfall 2 has actually gone up double on the PS4 on there where they had like twice as many people playing than they had been playing at least on that game for like the last few months on there so i think this this interest in apex legends is actually bringing up uh some of the player count for titanfall as well so which is great yeah i found that very interesting in fact uh knowing that this game's out i titanfall 2 is kind of on my backlog still <laughs> we talked about backlog earlier this episode and i've never finished a single player game and haven't really played with it all too much i think i played a total of like a half an hour to an hour that's how much i played of it so so I think I did some multiplayer with the uh, Surgeon Fire, uh, I think a year and a half, two years ago. So it's like <laughs> probably got some things to play. So. All right. Other news, Monster Hunter World, the um, crossover with The Witcher is out and live as we speak. Update 6.0 is both on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. On their players can take the role of Geralt of Rivia once again, much as they have in Soul Calibur 6. On there, they do have the voice actor from The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt to uh, recount the voice of Geralt in the game as well on there. So he appears in the New World via Portal, but he's not the only inhabitant of the continent that make his way to Monster Hunter World. An ancient Leshen, one of the cooler monster designs in Witcher 3, has also made its way here, and Geralt must team up with others to order to track it and bring it down on there. Siri even makes an appearance at the end of the trailer as her ability to travel through space and time lets her potentially cross over into just about anything on there. So 
So um, for those who uh, complete the first assignment can take on the second one, a limited time event that will occur from February 15th to March 1st, uh, contract Woodland Spirit on there. This will be set for HR 50 plus hunters and open the multiplayer on there to be able to bring down the creature in that. So, so I don't know if I'll be checking this out. I know I haven't played Monster Hunter World in quite a bit of time. I know we talked about off and on about going back to it. I know I've been meaning to as well. Just another game that just keeps uh, you know reiterating on itself on there. So, uh, any thoughts, you guys, on this uh, DLC? Sounds cool. Um, not really a big Witcher fan, but I think it's great that they did it. I, you know, I'm I'm like, hey, sounds cool. Something you yeah. might want to dive back into, or. I don't think it's something uh, that not for me. Not. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really. I, and you know, it's really surprising. I don't know. I just. I. I think Monster Hunter World plays fantastic. It looks fantastic. The the control mechanisms are there. Uh, I just don't have a desire to go back to it because the content is not really expanding the story, not really expanding the world all that much. Um, I just, I just really, I, I guess the only thing that I, I'm, I, for me, it's just, I'm just waiting for, you know, I guess what, is it Monster Iceborne? Hunter World 2. No, I think Iceborne <laughs> is the next, is the next expansion. I think it's called yeah, Iceborne. Ice, yeah, yeah, Iceborne's coming out. So I'll play quarter. that. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I will gladly give that, give them the DLC, my money for DLC for that. Like, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, but but all this stuff that they're doing right now is just at least for me, it, it just has not really enticed me to want to go back. Gotcha. So. It's not giving the game a longer tail. It's like something where, yeah, I wish in a way we had more like expansions, maybe seasons, like other games, other games as a service where there's a lot more meat, a lot more monsters, and more things to go do and uh, things to kind of build upon and you know that's it's good that they're doing all this for free but at the same time i would gladly have paid uh 20 30 dollars and have them do actual seasons and new content and new storylines and so on and so forth i think that would have worked out well with that game i think so mm-hmm. so we'll have to see though i know like i commented before i need to go back and beat Nargakuga, or i beat Nargakuga. i just need to beat the rest of the elder dragons on there, and who knows if I'll ever get back to that business being gone so long, but we'll have to see. So, all right, next news story is something we kind of circled back and we talked about our topic earlier with Isaiah 68's email on their electronic arts came out in their um, a conference call on there with their investors, and they reiterated that. Anthem is expected. They're expecting to sell between five and six million copies before the end of March. On there, before the Ooh. end of March 31st, 2019. On there. So during the call, EA executives also said there's been a lot of positivity surrounding the game following the demo and praised the gameplay mechanics that it offers. Furthermore, EA didn't opt to lower expectations for Anthem at the end of this quarter, instead, stuck with the numbers they projected at the end of last quarter, which saw an increase in projections on there. So, so you know, the question about this is that has EA set the bar too high on this game on there? So, 
you know, you're kind of setting the game up for a possible deeming as being a failure. You, you know, if you're going to sell 3 million copies versus 5 to 6, does that make it a failure in the eyes of gamers out there? I don't think so. Nope. Uh, nope. But, you know, it's just love the fact that EA is wanting to, you know, bring bring home the bacon, quote unquote. But, you know, it's just it kind of sucks because it, it puts such strain on um, people that enjoy this game, the creators of this game, you know, it being deemed as a quote unquote, you know, failure or a misstep or so on and so forth. So I'm just hoping that uh, even if it sells the amount that it sells, that is not deemed as a quote unquote failure, you know, in the eyes of electronic arts, but you know, we'll have to see how everything kind of rolls out on this. Any f- subsequent f- or other thoughts on this, guys? No, I just think that they're a company that needs to get money, and that's what they're saying, <laughs> you know. And it's big talk, but you know, it, it just means that we might not get another one, and and they might not support it. You know, you saw what happened to Mass Effect Andromeda, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, I know. So bargain uh, bin and DLCs canceled, and yep. the whole kit so and caboodle. If this so. don't if this don't sell. Bye bye. Yeah. I'm going to put it to bed, <laughs> but we'll have to see. Oh. You know, they could possibly meet this. It just depends on, you know, it's kind of, the marketplace is kind of crowded right now, though, right, for these last next couple months. And so I'm not sure if they're going to hit it, but, you know, you got to figure what PS4 is close to 100 million consoles out there, you know. So between that, Xbox One and PC, I mean, they might get, get what they needed. We'll have to see, though. So they, they might, but. It- it's stuff like this is just an example of what's wrong with EA. You know, we want five to six million units sold out of this game by the end of March. That's <laughs> releasing like what February twenty second. Yeah, for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and February is a short month. Twenty eight days in February for exactly. God's sake. That's why I'm like, <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> this this is what's wrong with EA, and until they. It, it, until this type of mindset start changes, um, they're they're going to continue to misstep. They're just going to continue to misstep, and unfortunately, it could mean that studios may be shelved or shut down, or uh, employees reshuffled to other projects. Not because the game was a quote unquote failure, but because well, you guys didn't sell between five to six million units between the end of February and the end of March. <laughs> How many games? Okay, here's my question. How many games sell five to six million lifetime? Not many. And 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 these guys, if you guys don't come with the don't don't come with it. It with with between in thirty days, and then with a new IP, with yep. a new IP <laughs> in thirty days, you know we got a problem. This is <laughs> this is like this is like, you know, mob mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, charging you two hundred and eighty percent interest, compounded daily. <laughs> you know, this it's it just I don't know. EA, EA is just let the game breathe. Let the Gain yeah. an audience organically, you know. Jesus, God, <laughs> these guys, the EA is just like. I mean, 
what a couple years ago we were talking about how bad Activision was, right? And now EA has just said, "Hold my beer." Yeah, I'm gonna show you. Might as well throw the <laughs> acclaim logo on the damn box. Might as well have just gotten that bad. I think so. So. All right, and then other news. Just want to throw it out there. We talked about this game off and on. At least I think I've mentioned it more than anyone else on the show. But Black Desert Online is holding a final beta for Xbox One. It's starting on February the 14th on there. So if you are interested in playing this new MMO, um, get the download on on there. It will launch... Uh, for realsies on March the 4th, 2019 on Xbox One. Of course, it's already a uh, full game is on PC already. This is just a console version of the MMO on there. So so if you're interested in downloading this, it, start date's going to start on uh, Valentine's Day, of course, at uh, 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and end on the 17th, which is uh, the... Sunday of that weekend. So next weekend, if you are interested in playing Black Desert Online, go for it on there. It's going to be available uh, for this final beta on there. They have added trading to the demo, photo mode. Uh, they have turned off motion blur and chat can be turned off. And all the bugs from the first beta have been fixed. Well, this is there. for so, Xbox, right? Correct, yeah. And it is if free to download for anyone to be able to participate in the final beta this next weekend. So so if, if you want to check the game out, I will definitely be interested. Whether I get the time to do so, I'll probably make the time to do that. So on there. So and any interest, Desmond? I, don't, uh, I know yeah, Kevin. Actually, I have interest in it. I think I would I wouldn't mind playing it. Um, I like you know, MMOs, and I've heard really good things about this one. I have no idea. I'm I'm always a little, little hesitant for free-to-play stuff, you know, because they make you grind so much, and it's just like, ugh, you know. This game is actually not free-to-play. It's actually, you have to buy it off of the Xbox. Uh, oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, totally I, I believe the, to the, the standard like, game is like 30 bucks, I believe. That's and not bad. A bunch of price. There, yeah, and then there's like some other um, more deluxe editions, with more perks and stuff with the purchase, of course. And so, and then there's also going to be a Node War test on there. There's a PvP mode in the game called Node Wars on there. So you have to build forts and fight with each other for control of a large region. That's on nice there. and you, all, but I ain't going to do that. <laughs> I know. You would have to join a guild beforehand to participate in this mode anyway. So more than likely, we're probably not going to sink our teeth into that content at least. But uh it will be out on uh, Xbox One on March the 4th, so uh, pre-orders are currently live on the Xbox Marketplace. Ooh, 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 on there, so. Yeah, if this combat is on point, I'll check it out. But you know, I think this is a beat-em-up uh, MOBA or... It's an MMO. It's MMO, an MMO or whatever. Yeah, I, I get my acronyms confused, but... <laughs> If 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 you know I'm a brawler snob, so it's going to have to have the right systems to impress me. But if it's if it's somewhat decent, I'll I'll take a look at it. Um, I've heard a couple of people in the podcast community talk about this game. Um, I think one person I heard said that it's okay, but it's very fetch quest heavy. So if you're not into doing fetch quests a lot, then you're not going to really enjoy the game all that much. But if the combat is good, then I I would be interested. But I'll, I'll check it out when the when the beta goes live. 
All right, good deal. Well, definitely look us, all three of us, on Xbox Live next weekend, then. So definitely hit us up. We'll be online, and we'll let you know what our usernames are on Xbox Live at the end of the show on here. But I did have one last news story to talk about before we go and conclude it. But uh, there is some people out there, some retailers that are looking to liquidate their stock of Fallout 76. On oh, this is, okay. is such a sad story. <laughs> this is Yes. Mm. This is great. Uh, yes. GameStop Germany are not the only ones looking to... Uh, get their stock out the door on there. GameStop Germany was offering free copies of Fallout 76 for everyone that purchased a used PS4 controller on there. So if you go out mm. to GameStop in, in, in Germany, mm-hmm. you're able to get a free copy of Fallout 76 for free on there by just buying a used PlayStation 4 controller on there. So the electronic uh, store in Germany, Saturn, was bundling a physical version of the post-apocalyptic game with the Xbox One X Fallout 76 bundle, despite the fact that a digital game version comes with the game. So, so I guess you're so they were so desperate to get rid of the game, you were buying a Fallout 76 Xbox One X bundle and getting two copies of the game, a physical game Jeez. and a uh, digital game with the release on there. So that's so sad. It's <laughs> so sad. Oh, but Lord. you know what though. You know, oh. Bethesda just thought that they were just going to put garbage out there and the people were just going to eat it. That's not the case. <laughs> they, the, was it you chose, you, you, you did not choose wisely. You know, no. they, and I, I'm, I'm glad they're getting spanked. Yeah. Mm. I'm glad they're getting mm. spanked. You know, I, I don't, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to see anybody lose jobs behind this. But as a corporate entity, I'm glad the people spoke with their wallets and said, we are not going to eat this crap. They We're sure not as hell did. <laughs> well, right now, as it stands, I know the Xbox One X bundle with Fallout 76 has been discounted by $100 at Best Buy and other retailers. So, <laughs> And they are offering other stuff included with the game, including a... Um, Pip Boy, um, I think Keychain, and some other odds and ends. And uh, there was also another comment, too, because uh, there was a thread on Cheap Ass Gamer talking about that Costco put up um, at some location, Smash Brothers, uh, for, on the Switch on clearance at certain Costco locations for $30. And a Costco employee came to uh, Notay on the thread that you know, the, his. Uh, particular Costco location sold out of Smash Bros. like in the first like two three days, but they are deep in the Fallout seventy six uh, inventory at the location that he's at. And so there's been also like the collector's edition of Fallout seventy six, the bicentennial edition, um, being clearance at Costco for like thirty bucks and just a plethora of stacks of Fallout seventy six just sitting on the shelf <laughs> at Costco. <laughs> At that, so in fact, the game was on sale at New Egg this last weekend for twenty bucks, and it did not sell out. So, mm. well, I, I guess if the one positive is this could be a cheap way to get a a new One X, right? If that yeah, I guess so. Is, you know, so if if you don't if you just want the system and you don't really care about the game that comes with it, <laughs> this might be a way. For you can for you to get a a one x a, uh, a new one x on the uh, on the cheap or 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 cheaper rather so 
I guess there's a, some positive a positive point on that. For sure. I mean, it might be all Xbox One X's, but I'm pretty sure it's just a Fallout 76 bundle. But, you know, yeah, it's just, you know, finding out as far as, you know, yeah, that's, all, that's the only, only the Fallout 76 bundle is the only one that is discounted by $100. So, so all the other uh, regular Xbox One X bundles are normally five hundred dollars, and guess what? They are still five hundred dollars. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's oh. so sad. Yeah, but but deserved because those but deserved. Are, no, you're deserved. Right. Sad, but deserved. So, are you ever gonna play that game, Desmond? Or are you hell no? I'm good. Okay, good deal. I have no desire to play that game whatsoever. I was just like, nope. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was just like I once I heard all that craziness going on with that game, I was just like, nope. <laughs> all right, this is all the news for this episode, sirs. So, all right, well, thank you so much for bringing us that information, my friend. Contact you can contact the Gaming Vessels podcast at gamingvessels at gmail dot com. We are also on the social medias, uh, i.e., Twitter. Uh, I can be reached at Shonuff71. My PlayStation Network ID is Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071. Uh, Steam is Shonuff71 as well. Uh, Des, why don't you tell the folks where they can contact you? Yeah, sure. So uh, for the social medias, I am the Nemo Six on, I guess Instagram if you do that, uh, Twitter as well. The T H E N E M O, the number six. You know, you can always tweet at me. Let me know. What you th- let me know what you're saying, what you're thinking. You know, whatever. You can also uh, check me out on uh, Xbox and uh, PSN. As a Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R, uh, and I am Nemo Tigger on Steam as well. I don't play Steam that often, but you can definitely check me out there. Uh, Joe, how, how can folks find you? Uh, they can hook me or hook up with me on Twitter at Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. On uh, PSN, Nintendo Network, and Steam, uh, I can be found under the username Kaminagara, K A M. U-N-A-G-A-R-A, and on Xbox Live, I am Mr. Fungul, so uh, capital M-R space F-O-N-G-U-L on there, so. Well, all right, all right, and as always, we mention all, all the time, folks, we are an interactive podcast, so if you've heard something that you would like to relay even on the show, uh, you can hit us up at gamingvessels at gmail.com. And uh, we'll make a, make make arrangements for you to actually be on the show, so you can put your ideas, your opinions on this wonderful hobby of gaming out to all of those who listen to our show, all all three of them. Come on, have more self esteem. <laughs> and, and thank you, Isaiah Six Eight and Blue Man Rule. Much yes. appreciated, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I'm just I'm just funny. I'm just funny. So that will bring season four, episode three to a close. I am Shonuff71. That is Des the Bay Area Terror. And he 
is Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And we'll be back next time, y'all. Peace.